Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is For the Love of Football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. I'm Bryant. You are. Alberta's ready for some football. So is Danny Garcia, but she can't talk about it too much. Damn NDAs. This is episode 172. It's all exciting and frustrating, Bryant, at the same time. It's, <laughs> that is true. That is the motto of this week. It's super exciting. It's super frustrating. Uh, basically, that's kind of what this show has been for what I would say. What are we on episode? 172. 72. So maybe for 140 of the 172, right? Because we've always been anticipating, <laughs> excited. We're frustrated. Excited and frustrated. Now we're both. It's both. I don't know which is more. Maybe we'll get to that on this episode. 724. 724- 5654XFL is the number for you to call if you want to get involved, leave a text or a voicemail. And uh, actually, I just we got one. I, we got a, a good text. I totally forgot that I even p- I pinned to put on uh, the rundown this week, Brian. So we could pull that up actually while we BS at the beginning of the show here. But yeah, I forgot about that. I just reminded myself, reminding everybody <laughs> to call and text us. Seven two four five six five four XFL at XFL show on social media. If you want to hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or wherever, uh, no TikTok just yet. And of course, we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You could go to prettyeasypodcasts.com right now to start your own podcast on any subject matter. All you need is a microphone, a laptop some headphones, and pretty easy podcasts. You've got yourself high-quality production going out to the world, and you're having fun podcasting. Do it now at an affordable rate at prettyeasypodcast.com. All right, Dinkin' and Dunkin', to start off the show, Bryant, you want to pull up that text while I read this uh, this guy Mike's comment on YouTube to everybody? I, really I got good. you, brother. We work together. Really Even though good. you didn't throw me to my little line on that pretty easy podcast. Oh, gimmick, we're wait. Good. It's okay. Totally no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm making I'm Brian Solorzano. Kind of hard. That's the opposite <laughs> <laughs> of, their, of the pretty easy podcast slogan. We'll get to it at the end of the show. Uh, it's too much to get into. Mike on YouTube. I've been waiting to get to this because I want to blame you. I do not enjoy your patronizing of CFL fans, Mike says. But for the most part, I do enjoy your discussion and hot takes. That's a backhanded comment. That's that you. A, I don't patronize <laughs> CFL fans. I am one. I love the CFL. You're, you, you, do you love you, the CFL fans? That's the question. 
I mean, I, I think, have look, it. you're wearing a Seattle shirt. You're obviously advocating for the XFL to leave BC, move into second team to Seattle. I see what you're doing there. No, you could have a team in Seattle and in BC. The NHL is doing that next year. Why can't the CFL and XFL? Uh, but I don't know about the patronizing of CFL fans. It's That's not what we do here, at least intentionally. I don't even think Bryant does that. If you're a St. Louis fan saying that... <laughs> That makes sense to me. But uh, that, see, that ties in too because last week we said everybody love everybody. Every CFL fan love every XFL fan and vice versa. Say something nice to each other. And we gave that homework last week, Bryant. There wasn't enough love going back and forth. Say something nice about the other league on social media. Right, and I thought that we'd get a lot of people. So I guess it's hard for other people to say nice things about other people. At least when it comes media, to football really fans, hard. the line has been drawn. Maybe it's like NHL playoff time where there's just no friends right now. That's where we're in right now. You just kind of divided households, right? UCLA versus USC type things. I mean, that's just the way it is right now. Uh, yeah. It shouldn't and be. You plus, you give someone a platform and, and what are they going to do with it they, when they see news like the CFL and XFL or negotiating alignment? They're going to say... Oh, this is wrong, and that's dumb, and this is bad, and this is dumb, and this and that and the other. And then you say, "Why not say something nice?" I don't, I don't want to talk anymore. And then they. So, they Alan, you say something silence. nice. Kick everybody off. Let's say Let something nice about the CFL. Something nice about the CFL. The CFL is a fast-paced game with actually awesome, awesome production that not enough people give credit for when it comes to how it is presented to the Canadians, at least. And maybe it's because I'm more prone to like that sort of stuff, but it is very Canadian. And some, some of like, they will have a live rock and roll band at halftime for some of the big games. Well, will they have Creed during the any during the NHL Not, playoffs in Nashville? Come on. Like that's, yeah, I mean that like that, that, that that's free. pretty cool. And also the game is just like, before you know it, you got points scored. Like it's a fun game to keep track of. I've never bet on a CFL game yet. I cannot wait to do that. There's there's nothing boring about the CFL, and I really, quite frankly, enjoy the CFL more than I'm gonna say. I, I I'm gonna say some sometimes the NBA could be. I love the NBA, especially right now with the playoffs. But I'd say overall, I'm probably a bigger CFL fan than NBA fan. Bryant and that and I've loved the NBA my entire life but it's like it's just more action it's got so much action and the crowds are really cool I could say all sorts of nice stuff about the CFL I love you Rough could. Rider fans so could I but I'll um I'll digress and I don't want to I don't want to patronize anybody and make them feel <laughs> he's, like I'm <laughs> he's afraid to say something nice now because you're gonna I feel like I just... can't say anything now I look I I've given the CFL the credit I just try to keep things honest in perspective that's all this is it's perspective it's honesty the CFL has its problems the XFL has its problems too I don't sugarcoat much on this show I try to find positives like you know why we're doing the show at 11 p.m. on a on the west coast I try to find positives I got to get up tomorrow at six with a baby but I'm here with one of my best friends Doing That's a podcast, which more can I ask for? What happens when you f- take a later flight on a recording night? My bad. But hey, at least we got to watch the Spring League games tonight, and there's some stuff to talk about there that we did. Is true. Alan, I was able to find that text to. if you want to go through it real quick. Yeah, real quick before we get into the cover, too. What, what was said in that text message? Uh, it was from a 207 number. Didn't actually get the name, I don't think. No, it was oh, no, we did. We got a Jason. We got a Jason. Jason. Right, we did, yeah, yeah, I remember a name it, on there. 
And Jason says, hey, Alan and Bryant, how'd you guys meet and become friends? I just called you my best friend, so I should have said, I don't even know if we are friends, but it's fine. We only talk on Thursdays when we do this show. I don't talk Uh, to this guy unless it's in front of all of you. I know exactly how me and Alan went because I have the elephant brain. I don't think Alan knows how we met at all. Nope. Uh, I know you. we went to school. (laughs) Yes, we went to school together. We went to middle school. Uh, it was uh, Mr. Mitchell's seventh grade computer class. Computer class. Yeah, he uh, made us. They had all the colorful MacBooks all over. We were yeah, pretty much fortunate. all what they had there. Uh, he made us do online profiles so we could do uh, chat rooms. So we all created our own online profiles on this special site. This Weird is, things. This is two thousand. So kind of get with like it here. Year two thousand. The year two thousand. Uh, Alan. I don't know if I can say this, Alan. You can bleep it out if you want. Alan's nickname is Taz. I didn't know this at the time. So I'm scrolling this page. I see a profile that says Taz. I was like, oh, okay, who's this guy? Says he likes wrestling. He likes sports. He lives in California. All this stuff. Like, so, I don't know what it was. And I was like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. And I think I even turned to you. I was like, Alan, look at this guy. He's kind of cool. And he's like, I'm Taz. I was like, you're Taz? What? <laughs> and then the rest is history. That went really to a Monday happened. Night Raw. Yeah, sort of got. Having a couple weeks after, after a couple weeks after that, we went to Monday Night Raw. Awesome. Started trading wrestling tapes. Yes, trading tapes. Play playing floorball, playing hockey. Yes. Every yeah, long long time close personal dear good friends here. Twenty one years later, here we are. It's a good thing Bryant has the memory there for uh, Jason's answer there because. If it was just me, I'd be like, ah, we went to school together. I, I should have let you go first. Yeah. <laughs> like, what does Alan remember? I I remember I I think that's well the thing is like ninety-nine point nine percent of my friends I've met the same way. Including my wife, kinda, on a chat room. Or not a chat room, <laughs> but on the internet. Same thing. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Well, no, you met uh was it Jake who saw you with a wrestling shirt? So, or it's yeah. Anyone I'm I'm friends with, it's I wrestling related. About, yeah, it's wrestling or related or <laughs> online ish or revolving around wrestling. Usually, if, if or, it's not online or wrestling related, and you consider yourself one of Alan's friends, you're not. Not unless not. unless no. Don't cover yourself. With, it's just the truth. Unless you're affiliated point. with the XFL, I consider anyone too. I've come in contact with through the XFL as a yes. close personal dear friend as well. Oh my gosh. Thanks for the personal question there, Jason. Happy to answer that. We don't get too many of those types. I knew I pinned a question for the text messages this week. I almost forgot it. <laughs> that was a total accident. Good thing we caught that. All right, let's do it now. This week's cover two. I will be coaching like a crazy man. Okay. I don't know how much we could say here without getting in trouble. We're not under NDA, are we? As ex-employees of the league, does that cover us? I don't. Can you? We be, didn't sign anything. Yeah, you can't. Well, one, be let's NDA be real. Unknowing. We don't know anything to not say any to say anything about. So, no, I don't know anything. NDA. No, I don't know anything. <laughs> no digas algo. There you go. Danny Garcia. Por favor. Put, is it, was this an Instagram post? Instagram the, story. The, I'll teach you on social media at the, some point president of the xfl uh posted and i don't know if we're going to pull up the image of what it was it looks like it was in albano in the bathroom and danny garcia said 
when you're working on innovation for XFL, but the NDA is so deep, the only thing you can show is the art in the women's bathroom. And the art looks like... I would say this this art's really nice. It actually reminds me a lot of Michael Jackson, but it's it looks also like a fashionable businesswoman in the maybe in the eighties or nineties. Um, very nice bathroom art. Any way to so Alan? Any way to pinpoint where that art is put up in a bathroom I, um, somewhere? So I don't know how much you took stock into all this and how much you dug into all of it, but I did a couple things. Um, I did. Uh, a reverse image search to see if I could find where this artwork actually existed to see if somebody had, you know, maybe it's a famous piece and we just don't know it. I'm not an art guy. Are you an art guy? I couldn't tell you if it was or wasn't. I mean, I, I know, I know like I could answer maybe some jeopardy questions, but I don't know (laughs) about bathroom art. There you go. See? So I, I didn't know about that one. So I tried, didn't find anything. The other thing that I did, and this one may be a little bit more helpful is that I was able to find um, that location that she had put on there as undisclosed. People might not know this, but on um, Instagram, when you put a location, it has to be an actual location. You can't just make up a location. So if you click on the thing that says undisclosed location, it takes you to a part of the map. And this was just outside Fort Wayne, Indiana. What that means, I have no idea. I don't know that. But uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, it's where my car broke down driving co- cross country when I went to college for the first time. What <laughs> for the first time? <laughs> what are XFL owners doing in Fort Wayne, Indiana? Is that now like- it's now there's a close proximity to a border is what I've noticed with Canada. So maybe they're having to discuss through a fence since we, the border borders are still closed. Who knows? But do you think this is like a mutual, like a uh, uh, neutral ground, neutral meeting ground? Possibly. You know, how like there Indianapolis is home to the, there's also the a reflection TSL that I and the combine. Get, I couldn't figure that out. Uh, I did take some stock into this image. I wanted to see if we can get to the, because in reality, have, like we've mentioned a couple weeks ago, this would be like the story to talk about. If this was 2018, it's not. Can, We're not talking about fake, that. Though. I mean, I'm I'm I I work on a detective's podcast, but I'm no detective. Yes, you can, can you fake that. I can say that I'm location? in New York, New York right now on Instagram. And then you put that button that you clicked and swerve everybody, making them think you're in Fort Wayne, maybe on a road trip to go. I don't know. See the childhood home of Larry Bird and French Lick. I don't know. I can't. I can't connect this to anything. Well, let me know. Okay, so let's take all the detective work out of it and just say uh, NDA is so deep. Like, what can they be touched? Coded language. You see the caps, but NDA deep. Maybe we got to scramble those letters and figure out something. Oh yeah, the B U. Dad. Beep dad nut. You could you could get those words out of that. Beep dad nut. What's that mean? Beep dad nut. Uh, <laughs> All right. right, time back. Time back in. We we totally edited that for an, a mental breakdown because then we started doing the coded language and said some things we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to air. 
in case some of you youngsters are following along. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I don't I don't think any coded language is put in this. No, I'll say sure, that. No. I don't know if the I do appreciate her was giving us something interest, putting it out there, little bait, whatever it may be. It's fun to see that Danny Garcia is doing these types of things. My favorite part about all this, this means this is just fun. fun. This is the owner, have one of the owners having fun with it. But my favorite part about this is that in the future, three, four, five years down the line, old elephant brain here is going to one day on the show be like, hey, remember when Danny Garcia couldn't even say anything about this league that we're following now? And she tweeted, she Instagrammed from a bathroom in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And now we know all this information about that day, and now we're enjoying the league. Remember that? And I'll be like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. There you go. This, I could say that next week, and you probably wouldn't remember to be probably not honest. Is that risky? It's an NDA, too. Like, anything you do regarding that NDA. But this I isn't mean, anything that says anything other than, hey, I'm working on innovating the XFL. Like, that's not something I'm, that we don't know. And I'm on an NDA. What yeah. and what if like? Can you not say that you're on an NDA? I think you're you're fine with that. I think that's okay. But giving up that you're in Fort Wayne, Indiana, that could be too much TMI. That could be too much information given there. If that's we'll true. tell your um, what's your whatever that podcast is with the detective. He needs some help. Tell him. Yeah, I'm we might, great with the social media help. Maybe I'm, should we get a detective on this to help us <laughs> track this down? I don't know. I think I could wait. I'm more concerned with other things like the CFL returning. While the talks with the XFL and the CFL go along, we expect those to take a while. And in the meantime, at least my main focus is hoping and praying the CFL actually kicks off. Part two of the cover two this week. A lot of movement this week without any actual movement. So first off, we're hearing now July 10th is it is the training camp date that a lot of teams are aiming for in the CFL. We know August 5th is the announced plan date, but of course that's pending provinces and cities and governments allowing it to have fans in the stands for the CFL. And you have you have politicians commenting all over Canada about the potential of a CFL season with fans in the stands, but the politicians in Alberta are basically ready to rock. They're ready to open it up and let's kick off. Um, it, it's looking like if, if, if Alberta can get to that 70% threshold, which could happen, uh, then you're going to have full fans in the stands in uh, Calgary, and uh, who's the other team in Alberta? You got Calgary, BC, and well, well BC's BC, uh, BC's in British Columbia. Excuse British me, Columbia. Edmonton. Edmonton. There you go. You got Edmonton. Don't laugh at me. I still figured it out when you were laughing at me. I saw you. I, I know. Well, I might funny. not know Canada, but I know it better than you. It's funny of all the teams though that we thought were in uh, Alberta was the team is the one that's actually named after a province. province. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so Alberta's got its two teams that'll be able to have full Saskatchewan, fans in the stands. Saskatchewan's its own, yeah, and then we'll see what what they do there. But right now, Alberta is looking like the Florida, Texas of Canada. And I think if you're Calgary plays in a like a dome stadium. No, Cal BC does. BC, BC does. does. 
but regard regardless, it's all pending the governments, and right now the government that looks like they're down for CFL football to kick off August fifth is Alberta. The others we don't really know so much. Um, but then you also have some good signs that that August fifth date is is plausible. Uh, first and foremost, with the Alberta governments, I believe you have what's this like the, the a, a premier or someone in charge, Jason Kenney, a head of a head uh, politician at Alberta, basically She's said like the governor, whatever the equivalent is uh, <laughs> to America. I love this our our learning about Canada each week. Please let us know in the comments. Let us know. Yeah, that's what it's all about. We're learning. Not patronizing. We're not patronizing. But if you uh, want Jason, us to Patreon, let us know. We can totally yeah, do that too. Jason Kenny says at the Edmonton football team in Calgary, Stan St. Peter's could sell as many seats as possible in their outdoor stadiums if they uh, meet the targets under our, our plan in the province, and that's the 70% threshold. So knowing that, you also have reports uh, from John Hodge at Three Down Nation that the league is well, can now, I, real quick, 70% threshold of vaccinated people over the age of 12. I don't want – it's not yeah, 70% of a, attendance or all that. It's, yeah. it's a pretty big goal. Yeah, it's a lot of pe- – That's I mean, that's a big big chunk of the population. Um, but well on their way. A lot of Canadians get, have at least one shot, I've heard, are getting them. Now they're, they're – hopefully by then we'll be at a good number. But uh, John Hodge of Three Down Nation uh, reported, Bryant, that – with that news, the league is kind of, and we knew this might happen, the league is drafting schedules where there wouldn't be any games be played in British Columbia or Ontario. So in Alberta, maybe Saskatchewan, but some teams playing on the road, at least for a portion of this well, I thought season British Columbia was open, open too. They were thinking West Coast. Is that not the case? Am I mistaken there? Yeah, not, yeah, they're, they're, um, they're, the West Coast, it, yeah, we heard from Dave Naylor, and I've read the West Coast was more open, but I guess BC, and it's more populated there. Well, the so Canadians, the Montreal, Canadi- the Montreal Canadians are actually, because of winning game five today, are hosting game six, I think, on Saturday, and they're allowed to have fans in their building. In you know, I don't know how many. At a limited capacity. Yeah, so there's things opening up for Canada. I get it. It's a lot. Of, it's yeah. looking better and better. But the CFL, uh, and we'll get to maybe a bubble type thing here in a little bit. But the CFL still needs to find ways to make money. I brought this up a couple of weeks ago. I'll bring it up again. If the owners see light at the end of the tunnel, meaning they see something with the XFL at the end of the tunnel that they are going to make money. It's going to be good for them. It's good business. Then maybe they fork over the cash to say, hey, we'll pay for this season. We'll play with 5,000 people in the stands. We'll do what we can to get this season off the, off the ground. But the, the so, owners have to see something for that. It's so tough because they have all these prospects. Uh, if you're a CFL owner up I mean, up in Canada, you have single bet, game bet betting uh, on the horizon. Not quite past yet, though, but looking looking good. Big big revenue stream there. You have XFL negotiations, so you have all these like maybes. So you still kind of need this season to happen. You do, I think. And so a a partial bubble season 
I think it would be fine. We'll see where we're at, but we're not going to know at least for a couple weeks, I think, uh, based on reports that, you know, still early, mid-June is when decisions will be made by governments on fans in the stands in the CFL. But at least you have – the good news is that you have at least one province who seems to be ready to welcome uh, games. And, I mean, that will be awesome if you have – if you have a, a a little bubble season for the beginning of the season, at least, I mean, that'll be, that's fine. As long as we're getting the CFL, I think that's good, at least for me, but then who knows about the financial implications for those teams that are playing away from their home stadiums. I think the CFL is going to be able to make it work because they've said as much. They have plan backup plans to their backup plans and, and 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 that that that'll be fine. Obviously, we're rooting for everybody to be in their home barns, but uh, if you if you go based on Mike Florio's reporting here this week, Bryant, everybody's going to just be playing at home, and he takes his he takes his headphones off when I say Mike Florio's name. Everybody, August fifth is happening. Kick off CFL. Get ready. Here we go. But not really, because that's not official yet. Where did that pro football talk? Uh, report come from this week I th- stay in your lane pft talking cfl yeah it's it's you're you're dragging everyone with you when you say things like that everyone all the cfl fans that are like oh my god pro football talk saying they're gonna play it might happen i don't know if pro football, i mean i'll give pro football talk their their credit they know their stuff but this to me seems like it's still unanswered. Like, and Dave Naylor even said as much after those tweets started well, coming so out. So many. There's still no plan. So many people. From yeah, there's still no plan in place other than hey, TSN, what's going to happen? Yeah. Three down nation. 15th. All these, all these, uh, all these people in the media who cover the CFL way more than PFT uh, said, "Hey, we've talked to agents. We've talked to these people. There's no movement. There's nothing new since the league said this is our plan. There's nothing said." From anybody saying, "Hey, things are looking good for August 5th. I mean, there you could read the tea leaves in some places that it, it is looking likely, but nothing official. And that was a very just straightforward, no insight really given, other than I don't know. Did Mike Florio read the announcement about the CFL's plan and say, "Oh, it's happening," and not look into it? I doubt that because he's an excellent reporter. So um, mm. interesting. Mm. Interesting uh, report put out by a a football uh, media entity in the states covering the CFL, um, and then a lot of people not debunking it, but saying, "Hey, there's like more more to wait on. There's nothing. We're not hearing anything at least, unless you guys info. No one has." But then, like I said, read the tea leaves. You have a spring league coach, Bryant. Jeff Reinbold, who's the special teams coordinator for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, was coaching in the spring league since things shut down in Canada and was there this season. They're ha- only, what, halfway done with the season and uh, was with the Generals and this week tweeted out, all right, thanks, TSL. It's been awesome. Had a lot of fun, but time to get working on the CFL season. And he went back to the Tiger Cats. So you have coaches leaving their jobs in the middle of a season thinking the CFL's kicking off pretty soon. So that's a good sign. There are a lot of good signs. I'm not saying there aren't. I just don't know what the CFL plans on doing when it comes to, hey, this is what on June 15th. I think that's the date. It's somewhere in that range, I'm sure. Um, what are What's the season going to look like? Meaning, 
money-wise, what's it going to look like? And do we want to move forward with this? You can't assume that fans in the stands are going to be allowed in September. You can't assume those types of things because what if they're not? Are you going to stop the season in the middle and be like, sorry, we're going to AAF this. You know, <laughs> we don't want to put the money into it anymore. Sorry, we can't do this. Yeah, I hope not. Not that that, that let's if you say AAF for at this point, I'm doing this with the headphones too. <laughs> I don't want we don't want that situation. Yeah. For 21 years, Alan has been taking my gimmicks too. By the way, just so you guys know, I'm, I do because I, I do I do everything better, except except dance. I'll, I'll give you that. Great twinkle dance. toes. Here He's got go. the twinkle toes. Uh, oh, and also, look, hope, what about? I hope we play. Go ahead. What about this uh, punter John Ryan as well? The the quote you said in the in the show prep this week, um, Rough Riders punter Canadian. I think he said it perfectly, and that, that's what we he, said at the top of the show. His quote was, I think there could be some kind of alliance without a merger. Yeah. I have some partners who have something to do with the Dallas team, which is, I guess, the Renegades, and they kind of talked to me like an agreement with, would be that the CFL would kind of share the on-field experience with broadcasting with the XFL, and the XFL kind of would share some of the social media and some of the stuff they do on that side of it, they would kind of collaborate on some of those things to make it more powerful, whatever it's going to be. I'm not too sure, but I'm excited and frustrated at the same time. Yeah. I mean, all of his, all of his insight and what he's here. And I, I don't, I'm not taking anything uh, too seriously. Do you, right do now you in think terms the of rumors, XFL that, put his entire season on hold for a retweet? Yeah. The, the, the the end of that, though, is my favorite part. Whatever it is, I'm excited and frustrated at the same time. Hear, hear. Absolutely. Because really hey, none of us know. Man. You could hear be hearing all kinds of rumors and have friends at what places, and nobody really knows. You know why? Because those NDAs are deep. No one really knows. So deep. NDAs are deep. We don't even know where Danny Garcia is. I hope she enjoyed. Where in the Fort world Wayne. is Danny Garcia? <laughs> that could be a new segment on the show. Keep table that. That's a good idea. All right, there you go. That's the cover too. A lot, a lot of fun this week in CFL twenty twenty one speculation, but nothing official just yet. We'll keep our eyes peeled, and like we say, most anticipated CFL season in XFL history. That's why we're talking all about it. We are legitimately excited. For the CFL season as they XFL are. fans. And you should be too. Because whatever the alignment ends up being, they're gonna be related to each other somehow now. Once you know it all goes through. So you need to be paying attention to it. It's a part of because it'll be a part of the XFL. And the XFL will be a part of the CFL in some form or fashion. We don't know which form or fashion that is, which is frustrating and exciting. Good form time. and good fashion by that model in that picture, too, by the way. So Yes, I, 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 you know, oh my God, that would be, is it, that'd be a deep cut XFL, like artifact now one day to have, like if you had that in your office, the Danny Garcia bathroom art from oh, yeah. 2021 before it all, <laughs> I'd have to find someone to go with me. Like the wife would have to be like, all right, go into this woman's bathroom. See if you see this picture in there go grab if that. If you're, if you're a long time listener or viewer Big time XFL fan and 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 collector 
I mean, is, could there be a a better, more a rarer artifact than the bathroom art? Danny Garcia tweeted this week. That's like a piece you gotta have. Good It'll be subway the XFL tile Hall of Fame too. one day. What if it's like in a big building? There's like 10 floors. There's probably like 50 bathrooms in there. We find out where this bathroom is. We are going to Tom Cruise Mission Impossible. If there's any way we can get The Rock to retweet this because he has all (laughs) these followers, I guarantee you someone's like, I know where this is. (laughs) Although I'm assuming it's in the women's bathroom. So it'd be extra tough not only to get into the building, but then also in that room. It's a good challenge for someone out there. Not advocating stealing, obviously. I, no. I'm sure there are copies. But if you know where it is, I just somewhere. want to know the location. Yeah. And if I could offer someone some cash for it, I'd love to buy it. Put it right there behind me. <laughs> uh, well, this office is going to be gone soon anyway, but wherever the new office is going to be, I'm getting that. I have to just print it out. Look good That's up there, too. I mean. Top left. I like that. All right, let's get into this overtime from the Spring League tonight that kept us up so late this week. In this week's hot read. How Mummy versus Jerry Glanville happened again, Brian. Play fast, do it again. In the spring league, that means linemen versus what's Glanville's team? Conquerors. Conquerors. I don't know. Is it the Conquerors? It's not the Aviators, which should be. Should be. Should be. The Aviators stink on toast. They were I mean, I'm sorry. Stink on toast? Yeah, it's a, it's a saying. It's an idiom. And Popular. Can I patronizing me? Parts of the I've country. I've never heard it before. Your parts People of the country? That. I learned it from Scotty Farrell when I worked on his show. He said it all the time. <laughs> Penguins stink on toast, bro. And they do. It's true. But so, but this game was... The second Spring League game tonight was like a 30-6 route last time I looked. It was bad. But the linemen... And the Conquerors was a 39-39 to overtime matchup. And really, I mean, the implications of the, the Spring League and who wins it and whatnot, like we say, it's about the players, that league, not the results. But interesting, it goes to overtime, which the XFL never did, Bryant. And I'm sure not you don't forget, but 99% of the XFL fans probably forget what XFL overtime was supposed to be. Shootout style. Shootout correct? style. From the five-yard line, alternating plays. Supposed Never to be this. happened. <sighs> we got close, I think. Man, where did we get close? I think that they, they started quoting it during the L.A. Tampa game, the last game of the season, because it was getting that like feel. But yeah, it never but really never quite, yeah. Could have happened if they let the game finish in Houston when the Dragons were down there. Oh, don't remind me about the end of that game. Yikes. But the never ended. Overtime, Still going. The overtime in the Spring League. I believe is the overtime that the Baltimoreans of the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, suggested for the NFL for the rule change, for a rule change, or at least something similar. It's called Spotter Choose. That's the, the the nickname they gave it. We've got it up here on the screen. The overtime procedure of the Spring League. Now, Brian's going to go over exactly what it is here, you're, what you're looking at on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, for the podcast community listening, he'll, he'll, he'll explain it. But also understand that this overtime procedure also comes with coaches at the 50-yard line prior to the overtime starting, which is better than the overtime itself. 
<laughs> okay, Brian, explain the overtime. Uh, the only thing that was missing was a weigh-in right before they met. Uh, okay, so I just found this out tonight. I didn't know this was going to happen, so I'm glad here to share this with y'all. Uh, overtime period starts with the coin toss. Okay, if you win the coin toss, you can choose to either pick where they spot the ball and which end zone to defend, or you can pick to begin overtime on offense or defense. Uh, overtime period will consist of one seven and a half minute period. Uh, there will not be no kickoff, at least not to start overtime. I think after you score, there is a kickoff. Uh, each team will have two timeouts. And if the score remains tie at the end, then guess what? We have a tie. So those are the rules. Okay, I got it. Now back to the best part of overtime. <laughs> the coach is learning what we just learned. On live TV, that's what happened tonight. I mean, obviously, Hal Mummy and Jerry Glanville were told and probably agreed to the overtime rules, but as coaches maybe didn't give it that much thought prior to the game. But then they got there, they had fun with it. Hal Mummy didn't look as confused as Jerry Glanville looked, maybe which is why Hal Mummy ended up winning overtime. I think Jerry Glanville. But it starts off with... <laughs> Well, first off, Jerry Glanville was wearing his headset the whole time while the ref's talking, and then I think he realized, wait, I can't hear this guy, and he's explaining the rules. I should take him off. And then he took off his headset. The referee gave a very thorough, a, a precise, even with examples, a description. So the coin toss, all in all, took about five minutes, and how Mummy and the announcers were kind of laughing because it was taking a while. But... At the end of the coin toss, Jerry Glanville won. He got heads. And he said, I want them to choose the spot of the ball. That's not part of the rules, by the way. Just putting that out there. I know. Aren't you supposed to choose what you want? You yeah. choose. You don't so get he to defer. Deferred. You don't get to defer. He deferred, which the referee let him. And Hal Mummy said, 14-yard uh, line going that way. And then Jerry Glanville says, uh, we want the ball. All right, I'm so. Let me just start say, I'm so glad this is not the XFL overtime. I. It's interesting, highly entertaining for that segment. I didn't even watch the overtime play actually because I came up here and started prepping for the show because I, I want to be able to sleep eventually. But <laughs> this this just seemed like a cluster from from the word go. So I'm happy the XFL did not adopt this or the NFL or anybody other than the spring league adopting this. I don't think they should. The spotter choose uh, definitely uh, should stick with the TSL. I don't know about you, Brian. I, I'll give you my honest opinion. And, and I think this was a cluster. It's, it's an interesting concept. What we stay, what we stay away from when the call, when you, when it's the expo, you stay away from gimmicks. That's all this felt like was a Such gimmick. A gimmick. And it's not. The strategy is. Well, the strategy is undetermined because it's going to take years to figure out where should I spot it? Should I be on offense? Should I be on defense? Hard. Do I want to win the coin toss? Do I want to lose the coin toss? Like, there's so many things that go into all this. To me, beyond the fact that this overtime period was just kind of weird and, 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 and peculiar and just kind of confusing, because you and I had a little discussion before this, and I was like, okay, this kind of makes sense. I don't think the TSL, excuse me, I don't think the Spring League should have done this you are giving your players remind you what the tsl is 
I remind you what TSL is. It is a league for players to show players. off what they can do. That is what players clubs. Yes. Right. To only give them seven and a half minutes of overtime, having to go the length of the field. Like how much, what, what if one team can take that entire period and, and just be like, okay, we're done. You took six and a half minutes to score. I got 45 seconds now. What, what does that do? It doesn't do much. You got to give players a chance to do their thing. I would have gone with college overtime. You put the ball at the 25, see how your players do in the red zone, give them some more red zone tape and call it an overtime. Maybe go two rounds, three rounds, if anything, and that's it. Yeah, it's it doesn't benefit. If you're a the players, players league, you got to give your players exposure, and I think that would have been better. Yeah. Give them some red zone tape. These rules, yeah, these rules are just I think more experimental, and they're just saying, hey, this is a good place to test this out. People are. Do you think the NFL signed them a check? Test this yeah, rule I, out. Here you go. No way. Absolutely not. I don't. I don't think so. But I mean, I don't. I also don't. It's it's a rule. I don't. I'm not for because. I mean, winning the coin toss in overtime used to mean something, but really, it's like it's it, it, everything's even. Really, if that if you really want, it does even things out for overtime. I mean, that's one thing. If you really want that, that puts less emphasis on who wins the coin toss. I guess that's the big benefit of it, right? Am I the missing only that? thing? You, I only thing. I don't know why you put it on the one. You say I'm going in that direction. So if you pick defense, I'm go- I only need one yard. That's how I'm doing it. <laughs> Wait. So if you win, you say you're, I'm spotting the ball and I want the the ball on the one going towards. Uh, on, I'm going towards, towards the, end, the end, zone. end zone. So you pick what you want to do. I'm, That's I'm what I'm saying. I want the ball and I have four downs to score from the one yard line. No, okay. I want the one and I'm going that way. I'm putting it on your one yard line and I'm going that way. Oh yeah, and then I get the but I then I get to choose who has so choose. the ball and I'll say choose. I'll play defense. Okay, that's fine. I'm gonna try to stop you and I'm gonna try to get a short kick out of you. You're saying the ball's going towards the end zone. Yes. And now it's my choice. Now it's your choice. Oh no, I, I want the ball then. Yeah, I want the ball. I'm gonna score. No, do you not understand the overtime rules? I do. I choose the location and which direction I'm going in. So if I put it in the one, no, I'm, you I'm don't going. Choo- you yes, don't you do. Your direction. Yes, you do. Let's pull you up the rules again. Who, pull up the defending. rules one more time. Here we go. You don't. The winner of the coin toss will have the choice of either pick the spot of the ball and which, which end, end zone, zone to, to, defend. to defend. Right. So, so I'm putting it on the, the one, field. and I'm defending the back. Yes. Okay. Right. So, so now you choose either you're going to stop me from the one, or you're going to have four downs to get out of your end zone. Out of out of the end zone. Why didn't That's why it. didn't it why didn't it how mummy do that? I don't know. I figured that <laughs> out in five minutes. You decide what you want to do from that point. Why did you put on the fourteen? So how many grandchildren he has? I, was that his lucky number? He won the game. Yeah. Because Glanville's like, okay, I'm going to go 84 yards. Well, 86. Oh, sorry, 86. Excuse me. But the... uh, It's it's so confusing. Why did they do this? Why did they do this? And the reason it's a seven and a half minute period is because they had to spend five explaining it all. That's true. So I I think that that died on its first go around. 
Well, no it's going to stick around, I'm sure, for the whole season. But do you think whatever. the XFL overtime, the way it was written, will stay? So the CFL rules, Alan, right, are basically college style, but only a few attempts before you end up getting a touch, uh, a tie game. Excuse me. So not necessarily kind of what I was saying that TSL should do, which is hey, do a couple of you know possessions from like the twenty, get some red zone tape, and call it a day. Because um, again, who cares about the games? It's about the players. The XFL one, I would have much rather prefer to see, and I hope it sticks around because I think it's something that would bring us excitement, and I don't think it's as gimmicky as what we just saw. It's pretty straightforward. It's football. You're from the five-yard line. Handle it. Let's go. I mean, the uh, the TSL thing, the more I think about it, maybe the coaches just blundered it today, and it would have been a little bit more exciting and fun, but... Oh, I got uh, screwed yeah. up on this one. I got screwed up here. Yeah, they, Jim Zorn. I mean, oh, can you imagine if Jim Zorn was in the first one? You gotta be kidding me! Wait, been good. wait, wait. So I get to choose where I put the ball. I put it in, in my end zone. Yeah, I, I want the ball <laughs> in my end zone. Give me six <laughs> points. I'll go for two. But I have to kick it off from my one. <laughs> well, I'll kick it off from the thirty-five. I don't understand what the problem. Yeah. So if I mean that's also. I wonder what Canadian fans... I don't think Canadian fans like their own overtime. So I think this XFL, if there's alignment and eventually... No ties. Rule rule changes. But no forever. The XFL OT should win out in like a fan vote, you know, hopefully. Shootout, baby. We never got to see it. Um, I forget what... So it was going to be from the five-yard line. I'm trying to remember exactly... Uh, I think it was, I have the stats here. The total percentage of two-point conversions in the XFL, which was from the five, was 18 out of 47 for 38%. Okay. The one-point conversions were from the one-yard line or two? I think it was a two. The two. Uh, 41%. Three-pointers. And three-point conversions were 31%. So I think... A 38% chance basically says you're not going to have a tie game after the end of five possessions. And and remember, we have five rounds of shooting out in the XFL. And it's not sets of downs. It's one play. Single play possessions. Right. So good. Got <laughs> to dig into the playbook. The There's only no thing that I would have loved, honestly, Alan, is that if the defense did any type of holding or pass interference that it that, that, that it automatically counts. The, the score? Yeah. If you hold on a throw into the end zone, you give them, what, a point? Yeah. You give them the try. Point. So put the try. Two points, yeah. Ooh, that's really tough on the D. Well, but, th- but you're making then I'm really... just going to hold the guy all day long. Yeah, like, you're right. It's... You're making it like, yeah, you're right. It's got, it's got to be like soccer where it's easier to score and it's to not. Yeah. And it goes I'm on down, forever. I'm all down with it. Give them like, 10 players. Man, you and Villarreal did this week. With the endless, <laughs> endless penalties. Endless shootout. Uh, but not the TSL style. That Watching that really was, it was, it was exciting, but it was frustrating at the same time. And Fair. that is, uh, I guess, the theme of this week, Bryant. And that's where we'll, we'll leave it. Fun. I think <laughs> fun as usual, as we've had every day since that 
fateful day in the computer class. <laughs> or wherever uh, I met Mr. you. Mr. Mitchell's computer class. Uh, Alan, I think it's it's just kind of unfortunate that we never got to see that over time. To see what we did see. I mean, it's cool to see something different. I don't like the NFL's rule. I don't think many people do. Ten minutes, tie games. Like, who wants that? I don't. Would you want the um, NFL's rule currently or the TSL's rule? Ooh, probably the NFL's rule. I would do the TSL rule in the NFL with the, as long as we get the coaches at the 50. Who would you want to see the most? Seeing, I think seeing Bill Belichick have to walk out to the 50-yard line and like be cordial with another human being. Sean McVay, just a young cat. Just like, yeah, just acknowledging in the heat of co- in the heat of competition too would be really fascinating. Uh, but no, this this doesn't work. It doesn't it's, work. And it's interesting, but too much. Yeah. There was Again. a couple of games where we got close. Like you know, Vipers lost by eight. You know, that was, that's a one score game. I seem to feel like there was a DC game that was in danger of going to overtime. It wasn't week three against the Wildcats, baby. 39 to 9. Uh, yeah, Guardians and Wildcats true. were 14 17. So that one was actually pretty close. You were there. Yeah. I think that's, LA missed a kick. It. That would have been a great one. That might have um, been it. DC and St. Louis was 15 6. So. Well, hopefully, when the XFL does return week one, we are owed an overtime by the, by the universe. That's my bold prediction. Week one. Of kickoff 2023 or whenever the hell it is, we'll get an overtime. Calling it now. <laughs> I we'll won't remember one. I called it, but you will. I probably will. I will say that Alan said he called the fact that the MVP of the league would come from the Houston Roughnecks quarterback position. I did. And he still claims he guessed, got that. it right. I guess so. Well, if you want to hear more of the shenanigans uh, that Alan says on this show that he thinks are actual predictions, but. Uh, you know what aren't really predictions well uh, then come and catch us here every single Friday right here on your favorite podcast app Google, Apple, Stitcher tune in wherever you get your podcasts make sure you give us that five star review and tell your friends about us if you got a question, comment or topic you want us to cover like when me and Alan meant well then text and call or call the XFL fan line 724-565-4XFL standard text messaging rates and international rates do apply also follow us on social media at XFL show Twitter, Instagram, Alan's favorite Facebook Maybe we'll start a TikTok here pretty soon. Uh, or if you want to say hi, hello, we'll subscribe and watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash this is the XFL show, the official YouTube page of this is the XFL show. And don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com and get started today because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. He did the thing. We almost forgot to do the thing, but he did the thing. We got it in there. The streak Hell yeah. is alive. So you're putting it on the one and defending the field. So it's my choice to either try to score from the one. No. And from the one. Try to stop and go me the from the, the one. Yeah, yeah, and go yeah. the length of the field or stop mm-hmm. you from scoring one yard, one yard touchdown. Exactly. Hmm. I'll See, take, I already figured out what the I'll best play for one. this overtime is, and I'm just sitting here five minutes after I heard about it. I don't know if that's the best play, though. What's the best play? 50? And maybe that's why it's only seven and a half, because if you do that, then that's you can't have it. It takes the fun out of that if it's a whole quarter. Yeah, I'll take the ball. I'll take the ball and 
try to score from the, my own one yard line. I got the whole quarter to do it. If seven and a half minutes, and a half, go ahead, try to score from the one. Go, you do it. I'm gonna stop you. Hold you a field. But then, what if I score and you don't have enough time to score a touchdown? Like I can milk it. You know, take. I can milk seven and a half minutes from the one. How? Forty second play clock. I could take two, three minutes off the clock. Is it a forty second play clock in the TSL? I'm pretty sure it's. I don't know. TSL. Whatever it is. It's the TSL. I'm getting this out there right now. I'm saying the TSL for the... I'm not going to correct myself anymore. This is ridiculous. I'm saying in TSL and also... Okay, poll question. If you're using TSL... I mean, this is an easy answer. I'm sure Sam Schwartzstein, if we just texted him, would be like, this is the play you do every single time. Ooh. There's no data. There's no data. So how do you know? What's the play, Sam Schwartzstein? What's the play? What's the play? In TSL over time. Jerry Glanville wants to know, and so do I. All right, everybody, thanks for listening and watching. we got to get out of here, though. And next week when we're back, uh, we are going to get into maybe some speculation on what this NDA is. Dive, maybe we'll be sleuths. Dive deeper into this NDA. Crack the code. Maybe read into some Instagram posts a little bit more. Now, she's innovating football. We didn't even talk about this. Innovating for XFL. Innovation. Working on innovation for XFL. Oh, what could, what that, could mean? that mean? We're, I'm going to get my magnifying glass. I'm going to get my decoder ring. We'll be back next week. We're going to have a Sherlock Holmes hat on for it, too. On YouTube, I'm going to get maybe. the glasses where it has like a little reflection on the side here so I can see behind me. Yes. It's good. Come ready. Come ready to sleuth next week. That's what we'll tell you. And uh, until like then. Idiot thing? Sleuth? No, it's a sleuth. It's a word for detective. Where do you get these lang- these words from? I know the English language all- yeah, pretty good. I know it pretty good. But I'm running out of words to say. <laughs> I'm gooder than you, sir. So Whatever. I'm getting out of here. And we'll be back next week, everybody. Thank you again for liking, subscribing, and doing all that stuff. And, of course, most importantly, for loving football like we do. We'll see you next week, everybody. For Brian, I'm Allen. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.